0: Hello and welcome to Recorded Live, the podcast. I am your host, Marcia. Our guest today is Rockland's own legendary, Pat Keating, a name synonymous with live music all around the area forever, and one of the first five inductees into the new Rockland County Music Awards. First, I want to talk with you a little bit about how we've known each other a long, 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 long time. Hi, Marcia. How are you? How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Pat? (laughs) <laughs> um, we've known each other without oh. telling how many, how old we are. It's, I guess it's been the since Red the Red Rail. Rail. I guess it's been since the Red Rail. Red, we've known close each enough, other. right? Red Rail. And then, but you also were playing, I believe, in New City a lot during that time.
1: Were you hanging out there in New City?
0: Our, the, yeah, the white cap? yeah. Well, we called it the lounge when I went there. <laughs> Wow. Across from the Marshmallow, oh okay, which ended up being Maximus, isn't that where Maximus, the white Maximus. Cap- it was is? the
1: Marshmallow, then it was the Maximus, right? And the Red Tuba before that.
0: I don't remember. I just remember that the I went to the movies next door. Was to it was the
1: late '60s, and then it became the Max, the the Marshmallow. Marshmallow
0: owned by three of the Mets, right? And then it was Maximus. But you started playing right out of the gate. You started playing forever.
1: Well, I started, uh, I started playing in 1963. Uh, Do you remember your first gig? I don't think I did a first gig, maybe 60, not a gig, but a, a, an open, like, well, <coughs> you might call it a, an open mic today, but <coughs> it was more like a hoot, a hoot nanny. They called them hoot nannies back then. They
0: called them hoot nannies. Yeah. and uh, So there was a lot of banjo. They and... called
1: them wingdings in the 50s for children. In the village in New York, uh, Greenwich Village, they had uh, a hoot nannies for grown-ups and wingdings for little kids.
0: Oh, well, that's adorable. Yeah. doesn't make much <laughs> sense, but it's adorable. So and, uh, did you play in New York?
1: Well, I, I, st- I lived up here, and I took the bus. I didn't drive yet, and I... I went crazy, and my mother uh, saw that I was really, my brother took me to see the Kingston Trio at the Forest Hills Tennis Stadium, but I was already street corner singing in the late 50s with a couple of friends of mine, occasionally, and I sang flat, probably.
0: You sang flat?
1: Yeah, I think I did. I I, I was very stage frightened uh, a bit, but uh, it was me and a guy named Bobby Haran and a a guy who stuttered named Billy Canfield, who sang really great. He didn't stutter when he, he sang. He stutter when he sang. And then we all kind of grew up a little bit more, and I moved up to Rockland County, and my brother took me to see the Kingston Trio, like I said, at the tennis, Forest Hills Tennis Stadium. It's where, same... US hmm? where
0: the U.S. Open used to be. Where the U.S. Open used to be. Yeah,
1: and, and then there was in Jackson Heights, I believe it is, and, uh, and the same summer she took me to see Joan mm-hmm. Baez, and she brought out a young uh, Bob Dylan. and
0: Wow. Oh,
1: my God. And he just howled and screamed into the microphone. People were booing him. Really? Yeah, and, and it was really crazy. And uh, it, was a sec- it was the second half of her show, I think. And he walked off stage.
0: That's a shame. Well, he does have a unique voice.
1: She went after him, and she embraced him, and the whole audience became quiet. And it was written about in a Robert Shelton, the first book about Dylan uh, by Robert Shelton, uh, called Dylan. It was a little paperback, I think. And uh, that was my first time I saw him live. I already heard his first album. I was camping in Lake George, New York, and it was a lifeguard. And he taught me how to do... uh, With my thumb on a guitar with a C chord alternating bass.
0: That's great. It sounds and, great. And
1: then he added another note, so it would be... Which is one, one, two, three, four, five, six notes. And I just went home, and I I got a guitar. My mother bought me a Sears and Roebuck. And I, for weeks and weeks, I'd ride the subway in New York, and I'd do it on my knee, my right hand. I'd practice that pattern. And I, after a while, I said, well, I'm not going to get this, but I'm, I'm not going to stop. And then I got it to that gallop, and then I added in my middle finger on the first ring. <laughs> and on and on. And then... Uh, nice. So I started playing in the village in 66, around Washington Square Park on Sunday afternoon. And there were like little circles of groups around the fountain that played folk or bluegrass or latin music and it was crazy there was a guy with a shrine hat. another guy had a monkey and a wine box <coughs> it was crazy but it was a lot of fun we were very young and we were all young people interacting and and then my friend of mine started playing in, uh, the original gertie's folk city on Fort and mercer and
0: In the hoot
1: night, hoot night, hoot nanny night once again, there goes that word hoot nanny hoot. and
0: hoot.
1: and uh, then uh about within a half year or less, there was a bar on Bleecker Street called a back fence that had peanuts on the floor, peanut shells, and so I started playing there, and the the woman who ran the place, her name was Alice Sinta. and she come up to me and said, "You wanna play here oh. <laughs> and and I always remember that, and i I said yeah I was very in the young and intimidated and she I think she gave me $15 a night. That's good for, money though.
0: For, yeah in
1: 1965 66. Did you
0: also pass the hat around back, <clears throat> back?
1: No not in the back fence. And uh
0: was that by the other end cuz I think that was um Maybe
1: could have been could have been the other clubs in uh, Bleeker and McDougal but uh and it was a place called uh, it was a place called uh, the uh, Gaslight Cafe and it was a folklore center right above that. And uh, I remember going into the Folklore Center and there was a little music store and it was run by a guy named Izzy Young, Israel Young. And uh, Van Ronk had gone in there and he met Dylan there and wow. Dylan had a big chain of keys and Dylan went up to him the first time I think he met him and said, why are you a custodian?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think people ask me that.
1: <clears throat> and uh, And then, so I played the back fence and... And I got my, my, it was like basic training for me, and then poof, I went in the Navy for four years.
0: Good for you. Uh, thank, yeah. thank, you thank you for your service.
1: And uh, <laughs> I yeah, did four years. Seemed like forever at the time. It was, uh, I was home ported in, uh, in uh, Newport, uh, Rhode oh, Island, God. but a lot of time when I came on board the ship, it wasn't even in the water, it was in the dry dock. And I went everywhere but no I actually, good, 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 I good. volunteered for NAM because it was going to be home based in Hawaii, a different destroyer, about halfway through my career in, in the Navy. and uh, But they had the quarter of what they did. So I get out in 71 and, and uh, um, I work with a group in the Bronx. And uh, <coughs> John Solar and the Solar System.
0: Okay. Was <laughs> that his real name, John Solar? John,
1: and they were drunks and they, oh, they, the guy drank heavy and. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. He was a good guy. Well, I, back then there was more drinking. Yeah, I, I drank myself quite it a bit. There was more drinking back then. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and another guy, I can't remember his name. And then I I started playing clubs in Rockland County. And then I think I played... Maybe the interlude was the first. Or was it the turning point? I don't remember. I
0: remember you playing at the interlude. I remember... Seeing you at the uh, Red Rail, though I don't know if I've seen you perform at the Red Rail. I didn't
1: Rail. play. I didn't have an in with Joey Santos, yeah, but
0: I know that I've seen you at yeah. Angelou. And I was thinking, the Grapevine—does that come up? The Grapevine. Didn't you play at the Grapevine? Did you? Wow! Didn't yeah, you, I remember. I almost, thanks.
1: I, I that almost was a, forgot. A long time. Yeah, that was growth. probably one of the first places I. I had a, I had this bunch of kids I, I ran into. They were a little bit older than me and uh, one of them was a plumber like the flying plumber and they just they grabbed me by the ear and took me everywhere and uh every party everywhere and uh somebody got me a gig in the grapevine maybe (laughs) i got i don't remember and uh they would all show up every Friday night and pack the house. The place was always. I could packed. do no wrong. I could, I could be play bad and sing flat all the way through, and I would, It still would have worked.
0: It was a crazy place, crazy times. Yeah,
1: and uh, I played there for about a half a year, and um, then I started playing other places, and then I
0: every other place I,
1: I ran into a. Oh, I used to play a place called Key Arthur's Round Table on Half a Straw not familiar. On Route 9W. And it, it was run by a guy, I can't remember his last name, but he, Arthur, he he would come in and with his little beret, and he'd go in the back, and he had an army cot, and he'd go back there and fall asleep. I think he had a day job. But I met a guy named Jerry Denell, who was a, a fresh home from Vietnam. He was a amputee, lost a leg in, I know in, in Vietnam. I know mean, him, Jerry Dennell, yeah. And uh, Peg
0: Lake Productions
1: Peg Lake Productions that's right and he was managing the theater in Nanuet for a while and then he uh, got over to the Westchester Premier Theater and he called me up one day and asked me if I wanted to open up for Roy Buchanan good and I said yeah sure, sure. and I got I was uh, petrified of it but I, I did it anyway 300 bucks I think
0: that's great Roy
1: was uh, late he borrowed my guitar wire I took a photograph with him backstage, and it was such a contrast. I mean, I was playing folk music, and he was playing what he did, and uh, he was kind of a, a Rocky bully Robbie Robertson-style guitar right. player. Right. And in fact, he influenced a lot of people. And uh, and then um, nothing really came of that. I think it was the purpose of it, I think, it was to, to try and maybe get a radio thing or something or... I should have put some albums out. I didn't do enough time with recording.
0: But you have persevered, and you have made eeked out a living by playing. basically, your whole life for decades, life rock and for decades, decades. And decades. Yeah. Which is why I want to talk a little bit about the Rockland County Music Awards. Yeah. What happened when you said you were surprised? You you got a phone call. I got a
1: phone call maybe oh. a month, month and a half ago. I think it was, or it was an email from Joe Durso. Okay. Who, I guess he used to work for a company in New York that dealt with uh, Bruce Springsteen and other artists. So he kind of knew what he was doing. He was a young guy, uh, full of pizzazz, and he played guitar and did a lot of shows at the Turning Point. He's really good. And uh, he was friends with um, Tim O'Donohue. And he called me up and he asked me if I wanted to, uh, 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 he wanted to get an award for me. And I said, an award? What am I getting an (laughs) award for? You know, I... I outlived everybody? Yes, I don't know.
0: basically yes.
1: <laughs> so uh, I said sure, and uh, I had to write a bio, and uh, I sent it to them, and they re-edited it and made it a little bit smaller. and and uh, So that was pretty much that. So that's, that's up and coming uh, next Wednesday.
0: I'm very excited, looking forward to at, it. That's next Wednesday at Levity Live at the, uh, the Palisade Fourth floor Mall, at the Palisade and its Mall. It's free entrance, uh, if I remember correctly. It's free to get in. Say again? If I remember correctly, it's a free event. Yeah, yes, yes it is, from what I read.
1: Fourth yeah. floor, and the Palisade Mall. Next Wednesday, which is what, the 19th?
0: I think so. I don't know. Whatever yeah. Wednesday is. Oh, next week. I forgot to turn my phone off. Second so to last week of the it'll month. Can you tell me where it is here? Yeah. We'll yeah. turn the calendar. A little background. On. Music. A little background. Looking for, looking for a date music. What? Looking for a date music. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we found the date it's 7 uh, 6 30 next 19th june 19th of next week. 19th right that's the week okay so why, why don't you play us out and i'm gonna i'll finish up here you know this is exciting i'm really glad you're getting all hey, you deserve thank you so much for
1: uh for this
0: well i'm glad you're here i'm really glad you can come yeah. down we i've known you so ridiculously long Over 40 years, I've known you. A long time. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm going to see you, and I'll see you next Wednesday, and we'll (laughs) be around. So if you want to be a guest on Recorded Live, please message me on the Recorded Live Facebook page. You'll see a picture of uh, me interviewing Ray Parker Jr., so you know that you have reached the correct Recorded Live. And you can also like us on Facebook. Thank you very much, Pat Keating. Hey, and thanks, 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 uh, thanks for listening to recorded live. And why don't you play us out?
1: Yeah, all right, this was a ton of fun. Thank you. Thank you. And it ain't no use sitting wonder why, baby. Even if you don't know by now, it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, baby. It don't matter anyhow, when your rooster crows at the break of dawn. Look out your window and I'll be gone. You're the reason I'm traveling on. But don't sing twice, it's alright.